We ran on a policy, very simply, to stop mass illegal immigration and limit legal immigration, get our sovereignty back, and to help our workers. Their morality is the law. They are, they're criminals when they come across, okay, illegally, and that's why they're getting separated. So that's Steve Bannon, who was on ABC this week yesterday. It's the first time he'd ever done a, uh, a Sunday show. And he uh, was practically the only person uh, in the last 72 hours I've seen um, supporting the way they're handling the policy. Mm-hmm. So It's not a popular position. Apparently not. It's politically perilous, Jack, supporting the separation of children from their parents as they cross the border. Illegally. So, so I was reading, somebody sent this along from Business Insider, a breakdown of, of what's going on here. And, and Break it down. In, in their view, it was, uh, this article would show what an evil person Trump was. I, I don't read it that way, so apparently it's got to do with how you feel about illegal immigration to a certain extent. So anybody who uh, who's committed a crime, um, you do separate the parents from the children. That's the way it's done all across America. Mm-hmm. Um, Past administrations have not treated crossing the border as a crime, even though it is a crime. Uh, They have, I don't know how you'd say it any other way other than ignored the fact that it's a crime. (laughs) Because there are some that that would dispute your your verbiage right there. It's a a civil matter. It's a violation. Just pointing it out. What's a violation? Crossing Crossing the border. border. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... uh... You know, it's, it's a traffic ticket. It's uh, late on your taxes. It's that sort of thing. So they of course, you're late on your taxes. You go to jail, but they wouldn't separate you from your kids if you got pulled over for speeding. Is that what you're saying? I, yeah. Although if you get arrested, you got a warrant or something. Yeah, they separate you from your children immediately. They don't send you to jail with your kids. I don't know if you've ever, you know, gotten up to speed on the whole jail thing. But so past administrations have not treated it as a criminal act to cross the border. Trump is treating it as a criminal act. So then, following the law that. After you say somebody's committed a crime, mm-hmm. which is you separate the parents from their children. Yeah, um, we got At least ho- temporarily. I would. Well, let me just read you some of the text we got because I, uh, I I stated my position, which is you don't want your kids taken away from you. Don't cr- come into a country illegally. I think it's pretty damn simple. Um, we got this text. I haven't thought about border children once in the last thirty days. Okay, something like thirty or forty of those kids were identified as having been abducted and have been returned home. I don't have any idea if that's true or not. Some people that are on the pro side, and there aren't many, Steve Bannon's like one of five in America, who who are happy about this policy and, and are standing up for it, uh, say that this has got to do with trying to stop trafficking, human trafficking, mm-hmm. and that that happens a lot at the border, which it does, and, uh, and you don't know that these kids belong to the parents just because they say so, because you don't have any information on them, so you separate them until you can figure it out. That's, uh, that's their argument. Um, I'm not pro-child smuggler, said one texter, so, you know, b- back to that issue. Um, but a whole bunch of, uh, we got a bunch of I agree with you, Jacks. that doesn't mean anything. Very small sampling on the text line. People have a tendency to want to try to please the hosts, I've often gotten the sense, sure. over the Boy, years in emails. they don't try to please the hosts in emails. In some <laughs> cases, but... Um, Kick us in the mouth, more like. Bastards, yeah. vicious bastards. You gotta put me down in the column of not particularly concerned about this. Individual three-year-old being yanked away from his mom who has no idea what's going on? Freaking awful! Sure, it's, Freaking it's heartbreaking. awful! Right. But, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do at some point... You somehow gotta stop people from coming into your country illegally. And, and, and Congress won't do it for some reason. Well, we know the reasons. We've right. talked about it at length. What are you gonna do? 
I don't know. Not I'm, this, others would say. Well, 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 all right, fine. Fine. A couple more uh, emails before we get to more deeply into our own opinions. Sick bastard uh, Democrats killed 100 million American babies, but they're pretending to care about Latino illegal alien children temporarily separated from their parents. That's an abortion thing? Yeah, that is an abortion thing. And and it's probably worth pointing out that uh, people who view abortion as murder, it's a hell of a lot uh, more serious than temporarily separating a kid from his mom and him being upset or whatever for a little while. Bannon Um, was also making the argument that a number of uh, mothers have been separated from their children permanently by um, uh, violent gang members who snuck into this country. Right, yeah. Who then killed someone. That's an interesting point. I'm not sure it's a persuasive argument. I thought it was pretty over the top. It's kind of uh, inflammatory. Again, make it clear. Make it perfectly clear. There's practically nobody in the country supporting this policy that occurred over the weekend, or this enforcement of the policy that occurred over the weekend. Republicans or Democrats, there's almost nobody that is supporting the way they're handling it's it. It's just too uh, it's too ugly looking. Not the, Paul the Ryan, not Lindsey Graham, not, I mean, you can't come up with anybody. Listen, and I have a great perspective here I'm about to share with you, but um, most politics in America is drive-by, quick impression, visual, emotional. That's what drives people. Remember, politics is the art of frightening and or enticing the herd to run one way or the other. And the uh, the optics of the little kids uh, crying and wailing and mom being heartbroken, it's horrible optics. Just so, given the politics of the land, it's just to be avoided because it's bad, bad politics. My concern is a guy who wants the things to get fixed on this. Trump is is got huge support on all the things he cares about on this. The three main issues of stopping him from coming in. And then, and then making illegal immigration based on uh, merit rather yeah. than family ties and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Hugely popular with everyone. And I'm worried he's going to ruin it all with this. I think there's a decent chance of that. Yeah. So Ian from Tijuana writes, This whole splitting up families at the border cracks me up. As you know, I work with kids in Tijuana. That's correct. Ian is a, a, a fine gentleman. He's an American expat, and he, he, he does work of mercy with children in Tijuana. 90% of the kids in the orphanages aren't orphans. They have parents or at least a mom. A lot of them do better when eventually their parents die off. The culture is definitely different here in Mexico. What soft-hearted, soft-headed people in the States would find absolutely reprehensible, people from Mexico, at least around here, might not think is such a big deal. A lot of kids in Mexico are raised in the Casas de Hogar. That's the... the, 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 um, uh, Uh, Is that with the beans and the chili? No, that's the orphanages, I guess. Um, They are taken care of better than they would with drug-addicted prostitute parents. Things are more practical here. I've heard reports that those crossing the border illegally forming nuclear family units, adult couple with two kids, for the sole purpose of being released as a family into the population if caught. I can believe it. People who want to cross the border use their cousin's passport and their nieces and nephews, etc. Happens all the time. It seems that the Democrats have found another emotional wedge to try and divide and conquer, and I'm sure that the Coyotes will take advantage of it. See you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. You don't know whose kid is whose and the rest of it. The Coyotes, listen, they're smart. They, they read the newspaper. They study American immigration law. They know how to get over. And this is one of the techniques, appeal to the soft-hearted, soft-headed American people. Which does not mean I like the idea of kids separated from their parents. But again, you know, it's funny. This reminds me, in a way, of 
Um, it, an email we read, I guess it was a shower thought about uh, fatherhood, uh, Father's Day. Um, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday as I was thinking about my kids and being a dad. And the story about San Francisco um, now getting global coverage as a dirty, dangerous, scary hellhole. Um, and it's going to have devastating impacts on tourism. If you are unwilling to do the stuff that you know you have to do, but it makes you feel bad. That's kind of the progressive way of, of thinking about administration, whether it's a country or a city. The stuff that you know you need to do deep in your heart, but it really makes you feel bad. If you can't do that, you end up raising your grandkids in some cases. You end up with a city that's so scary people won't go there anymore. Or you end up with an immigration system that's completely wildly out of control. You can't differentiate between your personal emotional feelings about a human being and the need to enforce immigration law. If you can't draw that line, well, those seem like nice people, but, you know, they broke the law and they have no legal basis to be here, so they got to go back home. If you can't make that leap, you end up with degenerate children. Dirty, scary San Francisco or a wildly out of control country with no respect for the law. Yeah, if you stood at the border and you let everyone from the world who wants to come into the United States tell you their particular story. Yeah. You'd, you'd have sympathy for practically everybody who told their story. Oh, absolutely. Please. You got people living on th- 72 cents a day by the billions all over Africa and Asia. You're going to take them all? If your answer is yes, uh, you know what? I give you credit for consistency. <laughs> If your answer is, wow, a billion brutally poor people from different cultures, some of whom are easy on rape, incredibly violent, scary places flooding into the country, a billion of those people. Can you picture that? No, you can't, probably, because it would be horrific. Well, if it's not unlimited, then you've conceded the point it needs to be limited. How do we limit it? On what basis? Probably what the law is. And if you don't like the law, you got to change the law. See, that's grown-up talk. And I found it hilarious uh, uh, on ABC this week, pushing Steve Bannon with a quote from the Pope. All children have a right to be happy. Oh, oh, so now all of a sudden the mainstream media is quoting the Pope as a happy and, and Christianity oh, as to boy. how we should... The Bible! Uh, that's right, Mr. President. That's not, how, that's not that, a way to make policy. That's rich. That's rich. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, but politically, and that matters... Um, it's not playing well, and I'm, I, we- I worry that Trump's going to blow up the stuff that he's got so much support for. Right. Yeah. Could have actually made progress on the issue, but I don't know about now. We'll see. God dang it. Right. You try to have this conversation during the election, and all you'll get to is the picture of the little kid standing there crying, looking at his mom. That's, all, that's what it'll, it'll come down to. I'm afraid. On oh, the midterms, we're looking so promising. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I do want to mention this change at Monticello for Thomas Jefferson, which is kind of surprising. I've never been there. Have you been there? Have you toured Monticello? No, but I was just I just had a conversation with Little D about doing that very thing a couple of days ago. Well, it's a different enough. tour now than it was a week ago yeah, by boy. quite a bit. Yeah, boy. You know, and for better or worse, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
So you had just put the sticker I on? I just put the sticker on. The cat is right there. As soon as it took the first step, I was in trouble and I knew it. When it got to that pole, it leaped on me. I grabbed him by the shoulders and pushed him back away from me. And I took it down right here. And from that point on, it was just me trying to fight for my life. And I strangled it to death. And if I had ever let it go, it would have been me. So I made sure I never, I never let it go. Wow, it's a grandmother who strangled a bobcat with her bare hands. What? She got attacked by a bobcat. She put her hands on its neck and choked it out. Where was that? Uh, South of the Mason-Dixon line, certainly. I believe it was in one of the Virginias. There are so many of them. It sounds like a pretty West Virginia thing to happen. Yeah. That's a hell of a story. Ooh. Uh, animal stories for you. I got a bunch of animal stories before I get to the meat of the, the issue. I uh, got a 29-pound cat from California that's a, a stray, and uh, it won't fit in the kennels, so they don't know what to do with it. The proverbial fat cat. 29-pound <laughs> <laughs> cat. So people are coming forward who are willing to adopt it. So there you go. What do you, you know, I got do? bad news. My my new band, my new musical project, 29-pound cat, just broke up. <laughs> we... Uh, Bass player was a bit of a drinker, and I just, we sit to hell with it. Another, two more animal stories. Really? Uh, Michael Jackson's elephant escaped yesterday. <laughs> but Jacko's been dead for quite some time. I hope somebody's been feeding the elephant. Yeah, it's in a zoo, but okay. it's the elephant that he had at his own personal zoo because he wanted to have an elephant, apparently. Well, yeah. kids like to come see the animals. Well, that's because he was bother- borrowing the elephant tranquilizers to get to sleep at night, I think is the reason was. <laughs> He had an elephant. Hey, uh, dumb, I need ignorant for, fool. I need him for Dumbo. He's very anxious and can't sleep. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey uh, Jumbo, you going to take all of those? <laughs> Do you need all of those? Just asking. Give you a couple of peanuts if you give me one. Um, uh, and what's the other Yahoo! animal story? Oh, did you hear about the woman that got eaten by the giant python in Indonesia? Did you oh, see that story? I did hear about There's that. There's video. I haven't watched what? the video. Not of it being eaten, but of them uh, figuring out the crime. So she goes out to the garden and uh, is not seen again. So family goes and what what happened? What happened to mom or you know wife or whatever? Where'd she go? Um, They find this snake with a big bulge in its belly. It's like twenty eight feet long python. Oh my! And they cut it open. This is what the video is of. They cut it open. There she is laying there, perfectly intact in her clothes and everything like that, just like she's sleeping. Only she's dead, suffocated. Uh, Yeah, it got a hold of her. So I guess they bite onto you with their teeth. Right. And then they wrap around you, suffocate you. Exactly. Then, then swallowed her from the head first. Yeah. And she Swallow was completely intact inside that snake. All right. They and don't the video, chew. They just digest. And the video is there to check out. I have oh, not looked at what's, it. What's, what's the point? Exactly. It's terrible. Didn't you think you could get away, though? It's just always surprising to me. From a 28-foot boa constructor? Once it bit you, wouldn't Bola you? constructor. What, constrictor? It, What's it called? It, once Does it, it make things or, or <laughs> m- prevent you from moving? It builds things. It doesn't constrict things. <laughs> um, once once it bites you, wouldn't you Wouldn't you think you can pound on its head and get away or something? Well, once it, it gets a wrap around you, you're doomed. Well, right, but before it wraps around you. Because it's, you know, a foot wide, a solid muscle. Well, I don't know. I, I, I carry a knife. I would cut it the part. part. No, that's that's what a knife. Uh, yeah, that would help. Yeah, saw its damn head off would help. Yeah. But if you're not so equipped... 
Yeah, it's a, I suppose you'd pound on its head and all, but they, they move swiftly. My wife and I got on this conversation for some reason yesterday after I told her this story about what it'd be like. That'd be a pretty gruesome way to go. They'd move swiftly, but it'd still be slow enough that you're per- completely thinking about what is happening oh, here. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, wrapping it around your leg, it's going around your waist, it's going around your chest, it's getting harder to breathe. I mean, it'd be, yeah, it'd be gruesome. What wildlife experts uh, characterize is the uh, the lapse between I'm effed and actually being effed. It's quite a long lapse. It's not like a shark attack. Oh my God, is that a shark? And before you know it, you're eaten. Yeah. No, with the python, it'd be, oh my God, this is, this sucks. Changing, this is terrible. Changing topics. Look so, at it, uh, now he's got two wraps around me. Oh boy, this is awful. Yeah. It'd go on for quite some time. So I know there's... Now some- he's swallowing me. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, good. How can this get any worse? <laughs> so I know we've got some people in the crowd that um, still uh, want to believe Thomas Jefferson was not having sex with one of his slaves and did not father any of the children. Uh, there, there's that There's that crowd that, that doesn't think it happened at all. There's the crowd that thinks he should be... Uh, taking off money, buildings, and not giving any credit or whatever because he was raping a slave. And so then, far, I find them both ridiculous. And then there's kind of the crowd in the middle who believe that it was just a, an actual loving relationship and they are having children, and et cetera, et cetera. So, at Monticello, that's Jefferson's home, and it is now more or less, so it's a museum, right? It's a... Oh, yeah, yeah, shrine, museum, historical site. Exactly, and uh, and millions of people go to it and everything like that. Well, they had ignored the Sally Hemings st- stuff up until now. It's run by Jefferson people. It's run by a foundation. Well, they've all decided, you know what? It's just the evidence is overwhelming. Monticello is done avoiding Jefferson's relationship with Sally Hemings, and now part of the tour involves that. Yeah. Um, I think the the genetic studies are undeniable. Well, they are a f- undeniable. Fair amount about this. I mean, there's just no arguing it. Two, two centuries of ignoring and covering up an open secret. Thomas Jefferson's relationship with a slave that spanned nearly four decades. He absolutely, positively, without a doubt, fathered one of her children. Probably fathered number of them. Um. And now, if you go on a tour there, they've got a uh, the slave quarters, which used to be like a, a bathroom or something like that are now dedicated to Sally Hemings as as the room that she lived in. And there's a story all about this. And and they leave out the word rape, which bothers some people. Some people say it's obviously rape if you have sex with somebody who's a slave. Um, I, I, I can, understand the reason. I do understand that argument. Although that, that kind of ignores the historical context. But, uh, yeah, I have sympathy toward that view. Slavery is abhorrent. It was abhorrent at the time, but not by the social standards of the time. Yeah, and nobody's for certain whether or not it was a loving relationship in which they both liked each other and all that sort of stuff, but nobody knows that it wasn't, so. Well, yeah, and and within that question, you could have the Stockholm Syndrome, essentially. She was so intent on pleasing her master, she had to have a positive relationship with him. Well, we've run out of time for Marshall's Tease, but his stories will fascinate you. I got another interesting nugget on Jefferson and Hemings. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Things before the news, we were talking about uh, Thomas Jefferson's um, home, which 400,000 people visit every year. I'd like to someday. Now talks about slavery and his relationship with Sally Hemings. They didn't in the past. They barely mentioned the fact that he was a slave owner, which that's obviously way too far the other direction. You can't pretend this wasn't a plantation with slaves. Yeah, sure. But Sally Hemings, who he uh, was in a relationship with for 
40 years, they think, and and fathered a bunch of his children, was almost entirely white. She was white. I've always pictured a black woman, as a Mm -hmm. lot of people do. But she was her her dad was white, and her mom was half white. So she was almost entirely white. There are no pictures of her, but descriptions of her are of being white. Why didn't they uh, take a quick selfie or something? A picture of her? Terrible, inexcusable. The other interesting note is Mexico City is claiming there was an earthquake, a measurable earthquake yesterday. When Mexico uh, defeated Brazil, is that who they beat? Scored uh, against Germany. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, and, and so many people jumped up and down at the same yes. time that there was an earthquake in Mexico City. I find that hard to believe. Uh, it sounds like the sort of uh, thing that's uh, apocryphal, mm-hmm. legendary. Yeah, but that's fine. Not it's, important. It's cute. But, it's yeah, fine. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump was tweeting just minutes ago about the immigration situation. His tweet reading, it is the Democrats' fault for being weak and ineffective with border security and crime. Tell them to start thinking about the people devastated by crime coming from illegal immigration. Change the laws! Exclamation point. Well, the emotional uh, policy is separating children from their parents is starting to divide some Republicans and their allies as the Democrats continue to turn up the pressure. Now, speaking on the BBC, Jessica Vaughn, who's the director of policy for the Center of Immigration Studies says this policy was really the product of work by both parties. The law on how to process children who are separated from their parents was written by Democratic congressional staffers back in 2008, uh, passed by Congress, signed by a Republican president. Now she says that the uh, current situation is giving the government little to no choice. The government's choice is either release everyone and basically facilitate illegal immigration or hold the children separately from the parents because that's what the court required. Well, that first part is what we've been doing forever. Right, right. But now the coyotes understand, having watched the news for the last several years, that if you got a kid in tow, they turn you loose and, and you, they give you a notice to appear, etc. And there are ways to get people to appear, but they're kind of pilot programs that aren't right. widespread, so... It's now a strategy, which is not to say there's no legitimate nuclear family showing up, and it's a damn shame. But, again, there's a lot of stuff that you have to do in life that's a damn shame. I will tell you this. Also, there's a lot of downsides to being an illegal immigrant. Nobody ever points that out. Right. You know, you show up to a country, you don't speak the language, you're there illegally. There's all kinds of downsides of not getting to drive, your kid's having trouble in school. All, there's all, There are many downsides. Because of the lack of compassion of the American people. That's right. So, Chris Hayes of MSNBC is utterly insufferable, but uh, he just tweeted, Currently, the Trump administration is arguing that its family separation policy, one, is a deterrent, two, is biblically compliant, C, is the Democrats' fault, and uh, that's right, I switched from one, two to C, (laughs) and uh, L, does not exist. Which, as far as I can tell from scanning the headlines, is fairly accurate. They've argued it's a deterrent, the stupid, stupid Bible verse thing. That was, yeah, that it's was the trolling. Democrats' fault. And, and then Christian, Kristen Nielsen said, I think it was yesterday, the headline is, we do not have a policy of separating families at the border. So, I thought you did. but And now yeah. she's saying, well, we do, but it's... An old policy written by Democrats and signed by George W. Bush. It's floundering messaging. And listen, I don't grade an administration on the skill of their messaging. It's about governance, not politics. On the other hand, this is some pathetic messaging. 
Especially in the wake right. of the IG report, which could have been the headline for days. Now, speaking of the IG report, Representative Trey Gowdy. Now, he's the chair of the House Oversight Committee. He was responding to the Inspector General's report into the Hillary Clinton email investigation on Fox News Sunday. Chris Wallace, first question for Gowdy. Does the IG report exonerate President Trump? Uh, well, it certainly helps him, Chris. I mean, keep in mind, the same people, the same players that were involved in the, in the Clinton probe later moved to the Russia probe. John Brennan, who said he should be in the dustpin of history. Jim Comey, who said impeachment was too good of a remedy. Loretta Lynch, who wanted Hillary Clinton to win. And then we've got Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, the two FBI employees. Chris, and this is what's most important to me. Those two presumed and pronounced Hillary Clinton's innocence before her investigation ended, and they presumed and pronounced Donald Trump's guilt before the investigation even began. So when you have that pervasiveness of bias, yes, it's going to help the person who is complaining about the investigation. And there are a bunch of uh, documents that they haven't gotten that they've been asking about for a long time, and Trey Gowdy broke news yesterday by saying that there was a meeting Friday night Late at night, which Paul Ryan was there, and the uh, uh, the FBI director was there, and um, um, the attorney general, the acting attorney right. general, mm-hmm. was there. And Paul Ryan, he said, was as animated as you've ever seen Paul Ryan saying, those papers, we got to get them next week, or we are going to act. Contempt yeah. of Congress, the whole thing. They said, every remedy available to us will be used. We're going to go nuclear on y'alls. I can't believe there's not more being made of who redacted the t- text in which right. Strzok right. says, we'll stop Trump from being president. Right. Who decided the American people shouldn't see that text until it came out in that IG report? It seems clearly, you know, they had legitimate reasons to redact super personal stuff or uh, national security uh, type stuff. They used that responsibility uh, to redact what they knew would be damaging. They abused the responsibility. They How cheated. How is that okay? It's not okay in you're, the least. You're trying to keep it's it excusable. You're trying to keep something secret that looks like you had an FBI agent who was actively trying to stop one candidate from becoming president. It's covering your ass. It's, whether it was or not, I don't know. But you don't get to decide whether or not we get to view that text. That is absolutely a cover up. How's that not a bigger deal? Just where we are, I guess, huh? Because we can only talk about one uh, story at a time, and it's the poor little immigrant children. Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nielsen uh, attacked reporters and members of Congress for misreporting details. The administration's immigration policy. We do not have a policy of separating families at the border, period, she tweeted. Mexico scoring a stunning upset over defending champion and world number one Germany in the World Cup on Sunday with their one zip win in that game. You, you watched for uh, what an hour and a half? It's, Is that how long it, soccer lasts? Uh, probably a little longer than that. It's it's one nil, one nil, not zip, one, one nil. nil. And one, and you one got nil. one goal scored in yeah. ninety minutes of me watching guys <laughs> run around on the grass. That's what makes it so exciting, Jack. Every goal so impactful. Every, Every opportunity a drama. Prompting <laughs> this classic call on Univision. Stand by. Celebrations in Mexico City after the win were so intense, two of the city's earthquake sensors were triggered. 
It was all the massive jumping around during there the game. There should have been a trigger minutes. warning. Well, yes. they, they've released the, the seismograph reading or whatever. Yes. And, you know, it shows. Some, I can see a little jiggle if millions of people were jumping up and down. What's the population of Mexico nine City? Nine like, million. Is it, I thought it was more than that. It says nine million Including here. Including uh, the suburbs, Mexico Heights, East Mexico. <laughs> nine million is very large. It is plenty. Um, uh, I, I don't believe nine billion people. Well, first of all, you'd have to... You'd have to get them all timed to jump at the same time, right. which would be impossible. Well, remember, it was up and down. It was all synchronized with the goal being made. That right. It was the goal being made, the entire city celebrating in unison. <laughs> I, just, yes. I don't believe that yeah. 9 million people can make the Earth move. But and there was the earthquake. Earthquake. Oh, yeah. Earthquake. We're experiencing oh, yeah. earthquake. Earthquake. Please. Still happening. There. <laughs> but isn't Mexico City also built on swampland? It's, I, I don't know many that. faults. It floats, it floats in oh, parts. Exactly. We all have many faults, yeah. Joe. That's right. <laughs> yeah, who am I to judge? All right. Oh, that, speaking of Mexico yes. and faults and the rest of it, I'm yeah. reminded, I was flipping through various uh, coverage, various stories about the uh, the immigration kids separating family things, and I was reminded of the image from Getty Images, my photo company, um, of the, the little girl in the red hoodie and the red shoes crying mournfully. Right. That's the picture. As yeah. her, her mom is apprehended. But they aren't separated. And they're not going to be separated. That's merely a picture of a brown girl crying that has been put in front of every face in America to make you think it's about the story. Now, what kind of news coverage is that? You know, what if, you know, I don't know, I lose my temper, I assault the guy. Joe Getty assaults man. And they find a picture of some guy bleeding out from an alligator attack. (laughs) Can you put that picture next to Joe Getty assaults man? What the hell kind of journalism is that? I saw... Oh my God, look what Joe Getty did to that guy. No, that's actually an unrelated picture. That's just a guy that's bleeding, but... I saw it 500 times over the weekend. It's the picture of Trump's meanness. Right. Look at the little girl. Look how upset she is. Her mom snuck into the country. They're putting the cuffs on her. They're still together. I got to get a picture of a kid crying at the community pool because their mom says, no, you can't have a push-up at the concession stand. Right, exactly. Tweet that out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Michael, ring the bell. The kid can't have a push-up. Marshall can't do a push-up. It's uh, (laughs) It's trouble times. <laughs> We're running out of June. When are you going to do your push-ups? Yeah, soon. Soon? Yeah, yeah my ass. Uh, oh, Paul boy. McCartney's birthday today, so we're playing a lot of Paul music and Beatle music. You, you know, if you hear a, an artist featured on the Armstrong and Getty show, they're either dead or celebrating a birthday. I didn't want to talk about this immigration thing at all. We're getting gazillions of texts about it, so it must mean something to people. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So we can't keep ignoring it and pretending all this stuff isn't happening. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The best things in genuinely 
remarkable thing about the summit was the deference that Trump happily showed to his counterpart. Because while diplomacy always involves a certain amount of sucking up to horrible people, Trump went above and beyond. Really, he's got a great personality. He's a, you know, funny guy. He's a very smart guy. He's a great negotiator. I think he liked me and I like him. He's smart. Uh, loves his people. He loves his country. He wants uh, a lot of good things, and that's why he's doing this. Okay, so just quickly on that. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, he isn't. No, he's not. No, he isn't. No, he didn't. No, he isn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And that's not why he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so we went all through all that last week, right? There's the uh, certain amount of you got to go along with that to try to get an awful person to do something that, for the greater good. Right. I get all that. It's 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 disgusting listening to your president say that. Two things, though, that I could not stomach that I hadn't seen until this weekend. Him saluting that Korean general. Did you see that? Mm, yeah, I heard about it. I that, didn't actually see the rough. video. Yeah, that's rough. That president of the effing United States shouldn't be saluting any GD North Korean general. Right. Um, and two, the clip of Trump um, when he went out on the White House lawn Friday and just started answering questions. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Kim, the amount of respect he gets, man, when he speaks, people sit up straight. I want that. Yeah. Yeah, they sit up straight because they're shot. If they don't, <laughs> he claims he was joking. And he did. It's, it's did a dark you, have joke. you watched it? Yeah, I, I think I did. It looks like it. he's joking. Yeah, it's uh, dry. It's dry humor. Well, That's I'd what he's say, known for. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And the whole, uh, you know, he loves his people. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care about people at all. No, he's a he, psychopath. He tortures and starves his people. But again, he's flattering to trying to get uh, try to get yeah. a deal done. I just wish he didn't go so damn far. He it's went a way too tough far. To take. And saluting the guy, not cool. Yeah, well, he doesn't know. He has no idea. He wasn't a student of you know history, politics, the presidency. It's uh, he's floundering in some ways. On the other hand, I agree with most of his policies, including separating children from their parents. Certainly, standing there crying. I was separated from my children. So a lot of texts are saying... Yesterday. It was heartbreaking. Uh, a lot of texts are saying, well, one, one on one hand, uh, people are pointing out the Laura Bush op-ed, and I think it's the Washington Post today. Mm-hmm. Uh, former first lady talking about how awful this is, and this is not what America is, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that side of it. Yeah, Trump has very little support on this issue. Right. Uh, from, from, from any side. It's just toxic. Yeah. Even even though the story is being distorted and a lot of the facts are being thrown around rather loosely and there's uh, there are counter arguments. It's just it's toxic politically. Um, you, you know, and some of you are so hardcore, everything Trump does you love or or maybe you're just standing entirely on principle. And I kind of appreciate that. But at some point in life, in politics, you pick your battles and this ain't a good one. No, no, it's not. Uh, we got uh, a number of texts along these lines. Somebody who works at a daycare says, I see children separated from their parents every day. Mom's dropping off their kids as they go to work, and the kids cry like crazy that their mom is going to be away from them. They ought to put that picture on the and front of the New York Times. And it's it's heartbreaking, she said. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll be fine. How long are you separated from your kid when you're caught at the border? I don't know. Depends, I suppose. Uh, and, and the other aspect of it that I've thought is, is just it's ridiculous. The heartbreaking photos, I'm quoting, I can't remember what paper I was looking at online. The heartbreaking photos from the detention centers with their chain-linked fence and their concrete floors and the cages people are in and the rest of it. Uh, Number one, that's what a detention center is. Number two, a lot of those cages that the kids are in, 
And they have nice sleeping bags and pads and the rest of it and toys and recreationers. Those cages are to keep people away from the children. They're to protect the kids. I don't, it's just so so overwrought and everybody's so emotional and throwing around crap. It's just it's an unwinnable argument. Do we have any idea? So they went to this facility in Brownsville, Texas, where 1,500 boys between the ages of 10 and 17 are currently being detained. I'll bet that is an ugly situation. It's almost got to be. Um, having been separated from the parents as they wait adjudication for entering the United States illegally. Yeah, don't come to the country illegally. This won't happen to you. That's still my stance. But, wow, a 100% but, cure for the problem. Yeah, don't try it. But anyway, why is there a mural of Donald Trump on the wall in that detention f- facility? Why not? <laughs> what, know. you don't like the arts? <laughs> it just seems odd. Why is there a... Why is there a giant picture of his face on the wall? I don't know. Is it captioned or anything? Or? Well, there's a quote there. Sometimes by losing a battle, you find a new way to win the war. What's that referring to? That's ah, good stuff. Makes you stop and think, huh? No, I can't imagine why that's there. Pay toilets are making a comeback. And, uh, okay, and we're going to talk to somebody from the Immigration Centers for Immigration. Something about immigration. That's right. From somebody who knows. Right. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.